listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. The music business hate me because the industry ain't make me. Hustlers and boosters embrace me in the music I be making. I dumb down for my audience and double my dollars. They criticize before, yet they all yell, holla. If skills sold, truth be told, I probably be lyrically a top Talib Kweli. Truthfully, I want to rhyme like common sense, but I did five mil. I ain't been rhyming like common sense. When your sense got that much in common and you've been hustling since, your inception, fuck perception, go with what makes sense. Since I know what I'm up against, we as rappers must decide what's the most important. And I can't help the poor if I'm one of them, so I got rich and gave back to me. That's a win-win. The next time you see the homie and his rim spin, just know my mind is working like them the rims that is hey welcome to the blackout test podcast your host rod and karen and we are live on a tuesday yes i think it's tuesday yeah because we did that show in the middle of the day but it was monday yeah i know it missed you up yeah i thought it was like sun i was like is this monday again groundhog day anyway we're live ready to do some podcasting find us on itunes and stitcher search the black out tips leave us five star reviews we like all of those and we read them on the air if they're nice mm-hmm. the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme um let's just get right into the show okay today's podcast is brought to you by go to our live show okay mm-hmm. we would love to see you all at our live show we would love to see all the wonderful faces get tickets at the black guy who tips dot com slash live 2018 mm-hmm. show up buy tickets be there if you might can be there buy tickets if you know people in charlotte that you like you should go check them out even though i can't buy them some tickets buy them some tickets we would like to be we like everybody to be there we want to have a good time so a little over halfway sold out but you know no reason not try to keep selling all the tickets we can mm-hmm. and we have a little over um about a month and a half till we're there uh, it's like september 20th yeah so we're about to be in august which means the the end of the hotel deals is upon us you yeah. have about 20 days yeah about the middle towards the end of august yeah you have about uh, th- basically 30 days for the event and then the hotel deals that we so lovingly set up at the black com slash live 2018 mm-hmm. um go away and then then mm-hmm. then where are you you have to pay full price sleeping we- on the streets we trying to help y'all with the discounts mm-hmm. now you're down at the la quinta inn nothing wrong with that but that's where you're gonna be and you could have had a nice hotel downtown mm-hmm. with, with a discount mm-hmm. with a nice to, view having to ride at uber when you just could have walked mm-hmm. could have walked right across the street to the event come now, on now you're gonna be downtown wondering what's going on all right let's talk about news all kinds of stuff is happening on uh the news amid turmoil and papa john's top ranks and average employees suffer that's right guys it's looking bad for old Pajan there. Um, even though they got rid of their CEO who was suing them. Yup. Cause you know, white men do not go blindly into that. They do not go timidly into that dark night. Mm-mm. Okay. You have to force them to go away or yeah. either pay them to go away. One of the two. Well, apparently, um, they've lost a ton of business. Yes. Yeah. They said, um, revenue is expected to drop about 12% this week over last year's figures two of them report i've absolutely had to cut hours it's heartbreaking but i still have a labor goal to try to hit think about this man this dude started all this shit because of a small decrease in sales which he attributed to the nfl 
letting black players kneel for the national anthem he decided that that meant his business was losing money and you would think if you follow his logic all that grandstanding on race and racism and saying these black players better stand hell up and uh, I, I won't take this i'm not standing for this at, at papa john's well wouldn't that lend itself to make them the official alt-right pizza chain like wouldn't that mean that the, all the racist people who said well i might not like the nfl anymore but i god bless that papa john he is such a good christian white man because they don't support shit well also because that's not why his numbers decreased right you know i still have mother belief that papa john's money went down not because of the nfl uh, not because of any boycott they simply went down because now there's a grub hub yes and there's a lot more competition literally anything you can think of from fast food to some of your fa- favorite fanciest ass restaurants is on some kind of food delivery service Grubhub, right. like it's it's hundreds of them out there hundreds of different delivery food services so it literally years ago it was the big three literally was the big three after the big three everybody else either didn't deliver couldn't deliver had um limited uh delivery area and all that shit but now grew up was like hey we can get you from one side of the town to the other side of the town we got you uh the manager of papa john's in north carolina says drivers have gone from 15 deliveries during a four-hour shift to six Ooh, right and now half of those are just karen which has reduced tips considerably because drivers make a living off of tips mostly right inside the store he's been forced to cut workers hours by a shift per week many of them make just seven dollars and thirty cents an hour well whose fault was that we asked could Come he on. raise it and he said papa johns came out and boldly said no right he was he said oh but he wouldn't give him insurance either a 10 cent extra fucking pizza more than 80 percent of papa john's stores are independently owned franchises yet consumers seem to view them as extensions of the corporate business right i don't why don't people understand that that doesn't like a mcdonald's naughty yeah you're a franchise but if the mcdonald's the store fuck up it's mcdonald's the store i don't give a fuck it's bitty bob thornton on it it's fucking mcdonald's to me as a consumer well i feel like people do understand it um but they don't care either way correct I mean, because as a franchise e, it's not like you get into the business that they. It's because I agree with everything that comes out of John Schneider's mouth. You know what I mean? You 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 do a lot of analytical business model work and come up with your business model and go, okay, what's a good business to get into? Okay, pizza. Okay, which franchises have certain fees? What what in this area? How does it? You know, what policies do they have in their company? you're not thinking to yourself as an investment and one day the guy mr papa johns is going to come out and be a racist and now that's a risk factor that i have to factor in like i don't think the vast majority of people think of that shit that that's true but you pick certain brands because of their name and things attached to it so you know it's one of those things where i I can understand somebody invested not thinking about that but you got you got that name on there so people just going to associate y'all as one entity even though people know that you're not 
yeah i think we're saying the same thing i understand that people will associate him with that but at the same time i'm like that's what you pay the franchising fee for you, you want okay you do want to be associated with papa john people mm-hmm. see you know because um, you could start randy's pizzeria if you wanted yes you could the thing the problem is with that like i said there's no way they none of yeah, it's not even reasonable to say they could have foreseen this i don't mm-hmm. find it to be reasonable maybe if they signed up about three or four years ago when he started talking at yin yang right i could see those people that became franchisees being like yeah. well y'all knew this dude was kind of out there and he was the face of this and he started saying some stuff about obamacare and all this shit right y'all knew that he could you know go off the deep end right versus the people that's been like hey i've been here since the 80s like what the fuck are you doing dog i've been here almost 30 years you know i've been having this for almost 20 years and you know it's one of the things where the overall company basically is going to suffer it's like nigga you had to go right you know and it's one of those things too to where if it continues like this i could see some of the friends some of the people owning them just shutting their stores down because it, it won't be worth them it won't be profitable for it to them anymore right yeah i don't and i won't blame them either because like i said it's it's very um you know it's it's hard to foresee but it's also one of those things where it's a it's definitely a risk of what they do for a living so um you know i can understand oh thank you baby um sorry y'all karen's actually refilling my water right now um live in the studio so i'm just gonna play a song to uh pass the time till she gets back i did not know i was that thirsty i drank a big ass thing of water in about like five minutes must be from playing basketball i don't know uh all right let me pick a song out for you guys to listen to how about oh we haven't played this in a long time um shannon sharks opus uh miles with that yak I feel the miles with that yank hard yesterday, Skip. I be on these miles of hen dog, and now y'all got problems with me. That, Let uh, me celebrate. I be on the miles. just feel like they attached their name to this dude 
not knowing necessarily in a lot of cases what kind of fucking dude he was correct and it's the hazard of having a papa john that is a person who exists that is a face of a franchise (laughs) right you know i'm sure when dave from wendy's was alive you know he wouldn't have come out and said some shit like this but if he did if you're a wendy's franchisee guess what you just got fucked subway has a lot of franchisees but there's no mr subway there's not a john pizza hut you know Mm -hmm. even with chick-fil-a one of the reasons chick-fil-a is able to continue to do what they do is because the dude that owned it owns them or whatever mr (laughs) chick-fil-a right like if it was named i forget his name something like kathy or something like if it would have been kathy's chicken coop or some shit it people would have been like yeah it's harder to i see this dude in commercials i think about his bigotry and i don't want to eat there shit if the popeyes lady from the popeyes commercial who's we don't even know her real name and she's not even the hum that person in mm-hmm. real life but, but but if she were had a youtube video service of her calling people uh racial slurs or gay slurs that, right? we, yeah it'd be like i can't eat this motherfucking popeyes people are human you know it's the same reason that nfl players that have domestic violence for the most part continue to just work and but ray rice will never work again because people see that shit and it's different for them and um in this case you see and think of john schnatter's face when you think of papa john and he is basically persona non grata right now yep and it's gonna be one of those things where you know now he's putting him in because they were losing money when he first started the shit but every time every few months something else pop up something else pop up now he's suing them like something else pop up i could see them just be like here nigga here's some money no you're not coming back no you're gone take your money and move the fuck on yeah and but that's pride because in his mind i started this company but sometimes the thing you started sometimes it's actually bigger than you mm-hmm. and sometimes that's hard for people to understand that um let's see what else is happening in the news that i feel like talking about um oh here's one of those nebulous topics that we talk about from time to time on here and uh you know we just allow oh wait they took it down all right well no we're not gonna talk about that delete talk about um you know it without the article it feels like we shouldn't even talk about it so i'm gonna skip that one okay oh so there's no there's not no else uh i can you know i'll I'll google it okay i'll try to google it um let me see this is uh awesome podcast i know live podcasting y'all i mean i don't want to see what this topic was about um all right let's see what to i can see what we talking about see what i can do here thank I just you didn't want to talk about it i guess maybe they published this uh two more than one place okay all right we'll try this one okay uh this is from hercampus.com why it's okay to cut toxic family members out of your life mm. that was uh that was the thing to talk about that i wanted to bring up um chelsea jackson it appears wrote this um and uh let me get into it uh before you start blocking aunt susan and your second cousin it's important to recognize signs of a toxic person because you know a lot of times you have family members now with social media and shit a lot of times people's attachment to their family members is digitally in addition to just because used to be a time like you might have an aunt who's kind of problematic but you see your aunt at thanksgiving christmas and, and easter and you don't see her no more for and, and yeah you deal with her for a couple of hours but now your toxic aunt is everybody's problem on social media so you know and not and everybody's and everybody is kind of your aunt's problem sometimes depending on what your relationship is with people on social media because mm-hmm. one of the things i i try to refrain from doing i swear i do and i and i do a very good job of it for the most part 
going on other people's pages and arguing with folks oh i that's something i don't do Mm-mm. you if i go on somebody else's page just to like is to say something funny and then i'm out i don't go on your page and start shit just like i don't want people coming on my page and start shit but you don't even argue with people on your own page no i don't like, sometimes, i just get rid of you what's uh i don't even know if you get rid of people sometimes, oh, delete the post. sometimes you'll get into it with people and you'll just come talk to me about it but you won't delete it you won't say anything back to them i have maybe several times but not too often yeah i, I mean for the at least from what i've seen you right. normally don't really go back at people which no. is fine it's your prerogative this is not encouraging you you should just be yourself it's not encouraging you to do whatever you everybody should navigate social media in the ways that make them comfortable yeah and a lot of and also i think i filter enough where a lot of most people i interact with or most people that follow me particularly on facebook are like fans of the show or i you know i know your real life and things like that so most people do know how to uh, uh behave themselves accordingly you know what i'm saying and and most of the very very toxic people like the stuff i see people i was like oh i don't got none of them problems because like i said i guess i just filter a lot of those people that say a lot of ashy shit out or either i just don't see the post because of the algorithms of facebook yeah i I think just in general um you know you're not a confrontational person but you know you do get upset about things you just don't normally tell the person you're upset um but you'll tell me that you know that they upset you or something Uh, yes i will anyway um but the like like i said I, i do a good job of staying out of people's shit for the most part like if you got a homeboy that ain't shit like it's probably like once or twice a year that i see something so fucked up that i'm just like what the fuck is this like how you just gonna let this person say this shit like you know and that's just a part of myself that you know um i but i also try to stay off people's pages in general because yeah and, you know and also a lot of times uh it's one of those things where you you because and also you actually own social media a lot more than me mm-hmm. so a lot of times when you see people you'll be like hey do you follow this person i'm like yeah you nay and if i'm following them i'll get rid of them too because if, they, if they're problematic they're just problematic right uh but yeah here's some things that you know you might be you might realize somebody's toxic they're judgmental constructive criticism is healthy but persistent unwarranted criticism can deteriorate anyone's self-esteem yeah i can see that yeah and i like i can i can only speak from being a a female not that men don't get it but particularly females a lot of the criticism for black females comes from other black females and it's like snarty remarks snarty not snarty but snarky snarky, i'm sorry snarky i I meant snarky i'm sorry snarky remarks is very um sometimes blunt sometimes rude remarks from family and stuff yes that they think is cute and funny Mm -hmm. and you're like bitch i'm grown i don't think that's cute nor do i think it's funny but a lot of times i know for me personally to keep the peace sometimes i don't say things and sometimes it's certain family members that if i know they're there i won't even stop by i'll be like nah especially if i'm in the mood because i some some family members you almost have to be in the mood for if mm-hmm. i don't know if that makes sense like some family members you know you your mind better be right like you know your mind better be in the right place because if they say something sideways to you it's gonna be a problem so you know you it's self-care too it's, it's literally self-care for you if you know you're not in a place to deal with your aunt that always got something said about your weight or always got something said about your hair or always got something said about your skin or always got something say you know about your clothes or always got something said about your boyfriend girlfriend who you dating 
you know and stuff like that like like that's that's that judgmental thing that uh a lot of uh black women just think well that's just the way i am okay that's just the way you but that don't mean i need to be here you know because one thing i love people to, I, and i know a lot of people say they wish they could be a kid again bitch no i like being grown i like my own choices i like my own decisions and i like i ain't got to put up with your shit you know because i had to deal with a lot of that as a child so now when you start acting crazy to me i can pack my shit up and go back where the hell i came from and i ain't got to put up with you or your shit you know some of my family members have learned you make me mad you won't see me for a long ass while because i ain't got to be here my presence is a presence baby um so yeah that um that yeah it can wear down on people's self-esteem and stuff and it does make you feel unwanted and it makes you feel uneasy just being around certain folks correct um another thing uh, another sign of a toxic person they feed off a of drama mm-hmm. um have you ever turned to a family member for some personal advice yet somehow after you share your most vulnerable moments with them someone you thought was a trusted ally somehow everyone in your family knows everything about your personal life including your distant cousin in hungary who you never met these are examples they put in here but um i like one of the things i find is to me like the drama isn't always that like that oh they told my business like even though that's you know that's still a thing um i like to feel like i'm the kind of person that if you tell me some shit and it's personal it stays at at where you told me correct so you told me this that's between us then cool um but at the same time dramas isn't always just telling somebody some shit a lot of times it's making something about them it's starting a fight just to have something to fight about it's nitpicking you till you get emotional or you have a response and then using that response to be like oh my god i'm the victim now whatever and just like that kind of perpetual like fight that is always going in we all know people like that where they just have a perpetual fucking fight it's like and it's all they're always like, in the center of it they're yeah. always in the center you know or just like i said even if like it's just a perpetual fight like and and it does kind of wear you down and and, and make you feel like i don't want to be around this person they always it's always some shit somebody did somewhere that's just always a problem and including me you know right and also uh i know for me as i've gotten older and as i begin to have more self-confidence and as i begin these people that raise me because a lot of times people that raise you i'm just talking about from a female's perspective female to female people that raise you you have some sense of respect you have some sense of well you know you wipe my shit ass and all that stuff but you have to get to the point where you're grown and they need to respect the fact that you're grown you know because i saw sometimes i think when it comes to people particularly like a mother-daughter type of relationship or or or, or like aunt and uh uh type of relationships sometimes people forget i'm fucking 40 now you know i'm 40 i'm not 10 you can't intimidate me you can't come in here and boss me around constantly tell me what to do and just think i'm supposed to take your shit because you old just because you old don't make you right you know and it's one of those things where versus cussing you out you know sometimes it's just best for you to make the right decision and sometimes like that goes back to that self-care thing you know because you love your family members but you know your auntie and them ain't shit you know this this is nothing shocking or surprising or new so you have to protect yourself and protect your heart and go i'm I'm not dealing with that and when you went back to drama sometimes drama is bringing gossip to you particularly if you're not a gossiping person you know sometimes you could be a person where you don't gossip you mind your business 
you keep to yourself you don't know what the fuck nobody in the family was doing so when y'all get there y'all can play cards y'all can drink y'all can eat barbecue fish chicken you know pork chops potato salad lemonade high five how your kids doing how you and you're going about your life but yet you have some family members they just keep mess going on around it where they constantly know everything going on and they want to see what you know that could be stressful and drama too and my family members don't ask me i don't know nothing and if i do know something i'm not telling you yeah that's that's the other thing when people bring you into their drama it's like well not pick a side or we i'm not talking to so-and-so you can't talk to him or whatever the fuck and it's like dog i legitimately am an adult that does not play those games right i'm not so you know like if you and aunt jesse ain't talking that's on y'all like y'all niggas need to work that the fuck out because neither one of those things have anything to do with me and if you keep pushing it then i won't be fucking with you you know but um yeah they gaslight you your family member continually claims that they never said something when you and everybody else knows they did Mm -hmm. yeah i've had that happen uh before um uh, this shit can apply to friends too because i've had that happen before where somebody was like you did this and i'm like no the fuck i didn't well i'm not talking to you till you apologize for it i'm not apologizing for the thing i didn't do you can't you're not going to make me a liar like like you just like you either need to like you need to accept that we live in a reality where i either well i didn't do that thing or we or we can't fucking coexist but we definitely don't need to be around each other because you're gonna feel like i'm gaslighting you if you're convinced that some shit happened that i told you didn't and i'm gonna feel like you're gaslighting me so let's just keep from around each other right and it's also one of the things too where i don't know if this is one of the things it's a guilty thing sometimes people uh uh want you to feel guilty for not doing things or being around and all that stuff and you're like dog i'm grown i had a i got a life i had to tell my mama that i'm like mama i love you but what i'm not gonna do is come up here all the time like that's that's what's not going to happen you need to find a hobby and find something else to tie your time up i love you but i have shit to do yep they only talk to you when they need something from you yep i've had that happen before too um like i had somebody try to pull that shit and i was really feeling bad for a second because they made me feel like i wasn't there for them and i'm like damn i really i guess i ain't shit i really ain't fuck with you and then i went and uh thank goodness for uh cell phones and twitter and facebook and shit because you have access to direct messages and all this stuff and so i went and looked and i was like wait this person has only ever hit me up when they wanted something they've never hit me up to see how i was doing they we've never hung out just to talk like you don't fuck with me what like this is nothing but manipulation at this point so but but before that i they just i think that part of me that wants to be a perfect for other people and have great relationships with folks they were kind of gaslighting that part of me that made me be like oh god I, what, what am i supposed to do you know what i mean but then i look back and i'm like i didn't do nothing wrong you know um but yeah they only talk to you when they need something is yeah. a real a real big indicator yeah and and i've gotten to the point that if i have family members and the only you see i'm i'm one of them niggers that um i'm gonna tell you right now a caller id is one of the worst things you could ever gave to me i if your number ain't got no picture because most people i take a picture of them and put so i know who it is mm-hmm. i don't pick up the phone even family members i got some family members they name i don't got to know and i have family members every time they called or left a message they always wanted something guess what 
I stopped picking up the phone. I didn't pick up the phone. I neither did I call you back or no, I responded again because if I contact, there's, there's nothing wrong with contacting people when you need something. But if that's the only time to communicate, that's a problem. A lot of times I have people, I just call, Hey, how you doing? I don't want anything. How was your day? How your kids going? Are you stressed out? Let's just talk. But that's how I function. But I understand everybody else don't function like that. And I know that could wear you down, particularly if it's the same family member over and over and over again. And people, your time is valuable. And do not allow anybody to waste your time. And when people, you be like, I'm busy. You know, when people be like, well, I, I'm busy. Like, I have things to do. Yep. Um... And that's the other thing too is they'll only show up when they need something and then make you feel bad for saying no. Right. Like, wow, you really don't you don't check on me, you don't do this. It's like and you think about it, you know, phones work both ways. Yep. You don't check on me, you call to see what if you can get something. That's not really a friend either. It's not a family member, you know. Yep. And like I said, and I love my mom, but that's one something I had to tell her too. She had this, you know, just the little guilt trip things where it's like well, you don't ever call me. I said, I, I'm old, y'all. I said, ain't nothing wrong with your Southern Bell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it works both ways. Like I told her, if you miss me enough, pick up, call me, and I will call you back. You know, like, is 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 I don't have a problem talking and communicating with you, but I'm not going to call you just for the sake of calling you. I, you know, I, I got friends that I've known for years, and we don't talk on the, we're not 10. I don't have, I, I can't sit and talk on the phone for you for hours on end. People have shit to do. Uh, another one um the last one they flip-flop between positive and negative reinforcing they can lash out at you yell or insult you however once you ignore them after this senseless attack they'll lo- likely coach you back into their trap by offering you pseudo praise and support yeah that that's that's a big sign of just like abuse emotional abuse that like almost uh polar opposite approach like what do i have to say to you know kind of how, how abusers they go hard on somebody and then they give them presents for you know and they o- overdo the ex- displays of affection and romance and shit and then the person's like okay well i guess i was tripping you just had a bad day and then it's right back to knocking you down and chipping you down and wearing you down yeah and 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 i had to grow and mature and learn because because it's a learning process you have to learn how to see signs you have to learn how to make yourself more aware and more alert and particularly me just very naive to a lot of of things and a lot of times my family members prepared me for the outside world because some of those same things the outside world throw at you my family members a lot of them have some of them same characteristics so you know when you've been dealing with your family member for 20 30 40 years oh you can spot this stuff like a mile away before it, it even happens because you you know the characteristics you know what you're looking for you can see certain behavior patterns and you be like oh okay well then now you know this right here d- d- this uh, I'm, I'm not dealing with this yeah i'm blessed to have a pretty dope family like pretty much everybody in my family for the most part is is either self-reliant or we have genuine like love and affection for each other and positive relationships for the most part even the parts of my family that aren't you know quote unquote woke to the standards of you know whatever the fuck the bu- the bubble of twitter i kind of habitate in it would be called they're still like way better than the average fam person that you just mm-hmm. like me like my family's very like um 
pro- like the, my family's not very homophobic they're not very transphobic they're not very um they're not that religious to be honest no offense to the religious people but um it's a positive to me to not have a very religious family um they communicate they're funny as fuck and because they're funny that's a that's a huge reason that i think my family is so cool is because most of my family is very funny right and because since they're funny they deal with stuff in a in a in a way that i think um is more healthy than the like serious brooding kind of families that i've seen um so i haven't had to cut off most of most most, much of my family like much of my fam most of my family you know i see them when i see them and shit but i but there's no like animosity like oh god why this motherfucker gotta show up and and, you know for me and a lot a lot of with me as i grown and as i matured and you know striving to be a better person easier said than done uh truth on that it it ain't easy growing and maturing and all that you know people tell you it's easy that's the day of goddamn lie that's some bullshit because you have to reflect within yourself like it's a lot but as i'm have grown and matured and things like that um i've learned to meet my family members where they are and love them where they are and know my limitations with them like like they set the boundaries on the relationship not me they set the boundaries and i adjust according to the boundaries that they've set and once i've once you realize that it's smoother to get along with family members to to know okay well we're only going to get so close because you showed me what your boundaries are and i'm not crossing your boundaries you know for the for for the health of everybody and to keep this a functioning relationship yeah also it's just kind of scary when um you don't know where you stand with somebody and they are the kind of people that's capable of gaslighting you and doing all those toxic things they can turn anything into something bad anything it's like you do call them and it's why are you calling me you know this is harassing i, I don't want to talk to you. you don't call them you never call what's wrong with you why don't you ever call me you know if you um you say something to them it's it's just sarcasm is this a threat is this a are you are you, are you talking down to me it's like you can't even say shit to them and if you say anything about what they say to you did it surprise if you say well look i don't really like when you do this or hey you know did you have to say this that way it's just why i want to be around you and shit you mm-hmm. know very it could be very controlling and manipulative right so you have to take the power back for yourself i think the main thing you have to recognize that your family is not necessarily going to be the ones who change right therefore that's where the cutting off that toxic relationship comes into play because the i you know i think we talk about this shit on the show about forgiveness we talk about um you know learning how to let people make mistakes learning learning how to have some patience and let people grow kindness communication all these things are lovely but all of them require some form of contrition from people and some form of communication correct a lot of times you your family members and shit especially if they're older they don't have any intention of quote unquote growing or any of that shit for some folks because they like this is grown as i get so if i think you being gay is uh abomination and i hate you or i i say i love you but i'll never accept blankety blank they might just need to get cut the fuck off like it might it's not a thing where you're gonna convince them with any action you take that to be a better person or to be open or accepting or what any of the buzzwords tolerance and all this shit people throw around they're never coming an inch towards that side anyway 
so you might as well move on with your fucking life you know it's sad to say and it hurts to say and it's easy to say but the truth of the matter is your life will be a lot better because these relationships drain you mentally yeah they do physically you know like you get depressed from them like 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 it 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 is uh a lot and i love my family but but it is a lot uh to deal with the variations of personalities and 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 different quirks that you know people have and things like that and it can be a lot to navigate a lot of that and um particularly if you're like me a very caring open kind type of person always you know try to try to be you know pour yourself to people and you know be open so that people can uh talk and communicate with you but yeah after a while you're like oh no 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 uh you're not gonna abuse me and i'm not gonna allow myself to be abused you know and and you actually have to draw your lines to family members and it's one of those things where it's very hard like i said when you have these relationships where these are the people that raised you these are the people that took you to the basketball games the football games these are the people that came and watched you uh on the marching band these are the people that came to your track meet like these are people they truly love you and it doesn't mean that uh the relationships are quote-unquote dead it just means the relationships have to change and evolve as you change and evolve because sometimes like i said they don't change and grow you you are the one that's changing and growing so the relationship has to adapt and to them a lot of them is like i changed your diapers so how the fuck you gonna tell me i'm homophobic or some shit or right how you gonna tell me i you know i got a problem with you living out of way like or whatever the fuck it's like well yeah the shit you taught me was not all good and you're never gonna believe that because you're stuck in your ways and you don't think you can learn anything from me you think it can only flow one way Correct. so you end up in those cycles but yeah don't i think it's okay to cut people off that are toxic to you and 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 i'll just reiterate this too everybody everybody can be toxic to somebody maybe not intentionally right maybe not something you're actively doing maybe it's not these traits that i'm expressing but i think people not wanting to be around you and you not wanting to be around someone isn't always a bad thing no it's not you know i've had times where i've gotten a bad feeling about people or i felt like we wouldn't mesh not that they were bad people but that our points of view in our lives the way we navigate them are totally not the same and i've tried to fight that voice and be like well you know what they live their life this way but maybe they can kick you know they seem to like me uh they can come kick it they seem cool and when those that shit disintegrates because we don't really kick it the same we don't view or value things the same i i normally would feel bad like damn like i i didn't mean for this person to feel that way but at the same time it's more healthy for them to go their way and and shit to a certain extent to have never have come my way and vice versa it's more healthy that way than it is for us to continue to be around each other not fully being ourselves i I rather would not be around that person you know and i and it just happens with different people you know social media has really expedited this in a way because i quote unquote run into way more people than i would now in real life like in in real life i just wouldn't even kick it with this many fucking people and when i talk about something i didn't don't expect random motherfuckers from you know 
you know all of a sudden somebody in texas is, is telling me like well i this is what i think about this or i disagree or you couldn't you have said it this way and you know that's a that's a relatively different thing than the way i navigate my life my life is more like i would tell a couple of friends when i play basketball with them or maybe if i went out to lunch or dinner we have a conversation but i wouldn't say that thing to a million people so that i can get a million responses right Mm -hmm. so so i think that's a a a thing that has changed but it's also healthy that some motherfuckers don't get along and don't want to you know and or, or even if you don't necessarily not get along but you just don't need to be around each other right and that's okay and 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 the thing is uh also i think that a lot of people when it comes to family members a lot of people don't want to be ostracized or feel like they're the black sheep of the family Mm -hmm. but sometimes you have to do what you have to do for your own mental health and for a lot of times for your own sometimes safety too be like you know what it's just best for me not to be in this situation and around these people and that goes for family and that's why a lot of people as they get older their family ain't blood like their family is some of their friends you know like that's who is their fan that's who knows them that's who you know they can share their secrets with they have intimate relationships with and they trust these people a lot more than family because that's one thing about me the older i got my definition of family has changed and my definition of family does not always mean like flesh and blood we were born within the same you know family sometimes some of those people excuse me believe it or not are complete strangers to you truthfully you don't know them and they don't know you yeah and i absolutely believe in that model of family like my family isn't necessarily blood all the time like sometimes it's you know your friends the people that you the relationships you make over the course of your life where you like this person is super close to me i would tell them something you know if, if first you know so and i don't think there's anything wrong with that you know no 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 it's it's, it's not no you know it's one of those things where uh uh like uh when you have phantom unions and functions and things like that how it's a generational gap in phantom unions you have to really really young a lot of times they're really really old that middle group isn't there anymore and instead of people encouraging that middle group to kind of come it's oh such such to be there you know they'll miss you trying like you said that guilt trip that manipulation i was like they'll be all right and i got the strangest looks but i was like they'll be just fine you know and sometimes particularly if people are used to you if people always look look at you as a child no matter your age a lot of times they're shocked when you speak up and they're shocked when you speak back (laughs) and they're shocked when you when you be like what i'm not gonna do is deal with this and people respond differently to that some people go cool and then some people get angry and act like you're the problem and that goes back to that abusive thing yeah so cut your toxic family members off cut toxic people out of your life it's nothing it's it's fine yeah like, it's, you, you don't have an obligation to take on that burden of life and honestly if they want to be in your life they'll change you they know? will change all right let's go to uh segments <laughs> just fucking with those black people we're just fucking with those blacks we're just fucking with fuck with black people 
that's right it's time to play the game we all hate this play is fucking with black people the game where we go all around the globe we find different articles that make us feel fucked with and we assign point scores from zero to 100 in intervals of 25 today's contestants is everybody once again all right everybody Anne Hathaway calls out white privilege in a passionate post about the unspeakable murder of Nia Wilson. Okay, Anne. Anne Hathaway is using her platform for a powerful cause. Outraged by the fatal stabbing of 18-year-old Nia Wilson by a white man, the Oscar-winning actress dedicated an Instagram post to honoring the young black woman. Wilson and her sister who survived the attack were stabbed at the Bart MacArthur Station in Oakland, California on July 22nd. Yes, because the story covered, right? Yes. yes the murder uh Anne hathaway put this on instagram the murder of nia wilson and it's a picture of nia smiling may she rest in power and peace she was denied here in the peace she was denied here is unspeakable and must not be met with silence she is not a hashtag she was a black woman and she was murdered in a cold in cold blood. okay well, i don't know what was oh okay that was okay all right uh she was murdered in cold blood by a white man white people including me including you must take into the marrow of our privileged bones the truth Come on, that all no. that all black people fear for their lives daily in america and have done so for generations white people do not have equivalents for this fear of, of violence given those givens we must ask our white selves how quote unquote decent are we really not in our not in our intent but in our actions in our lack of action question mark peace and prayers and justice for nia and the wilson family xx note the comments for this post are closed hashtag come on black lives matter hashtag anti-racist hashtag no excuse hashtag say her name hashtag earn the right to say her name come on damn uh <laughs> somebody got a hold of her and somebody opened up her eyes and she actually looked because sometimes when people i met they close their eyes and run up she actually looked and was like oh this shit is really fucked up she's like uh it ain't no miss ann hathaway okay <laughs> this ain't no missy ann mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's just ann hathaway right and she was like i meant what i said i'm turning the comments off because i know your bastard's gonna say shit to me no what you're not gonna do is you're gonna have to sit and stew in the shit wow i did not know that um of course some people were upset with her somebody called her a self-hating white bitch who constantly does the most to get acceptance and approval of black people online so fucking pathetic and cringy saying white people would never feel feel like black people is wrong another critic commented under her older post there's thousands of white girls in the world who are too scared to leave their homes after they've been abused raped and trafficked by men there's many white girls who have been murdered by men like it like i get it if you're privileged as hell and think every white woman is the same as you but that's not how it works racism is disgusting and white supremacy needs to die but some of the stuff you said is just wrong yeah they they missed the point of her statement hathaway uh hathaway is not the only celebrity to speak out for wilson amber tamblin uh also posted about her murder this week though some accuse her of shaming white women 
i'm waiting for your favorite white feminist to say a single word about nia wilson she put come on and she put and that was a, a quote from somebody else uh delaying the brain and so she took that picture and put it on her instagram and said she is absolutely right my fellow white women where is your outrage on social media for the targeted murder of nia wilson in oakland speak up i can't hear you oh high feminist tide lifts all female boats hashtag nia wilson hashtag repost at delaying the brain uh like eye emojis maybe i don't know what i've learned over the last six months is that our issues are still not their issues so i had to stop following so many of them who uh who could be silent on the violence towards the u.s i traded uh towards us i traded their voices for at rachel cargill she put like a bunch of people to follow uh and others and in turn they cease the bloodletting that white feminism offers to tra- us uh offers us transfuse life and hope and dress my wounds neil wilson mm. damn they ain't going in over there in the um instagram world um apparently who knew who knew somebody said reese witherspoon had a good had said had said something too reese witherspoon too man well uh wonders never cease okay i'm happy for everybody okay me too yeah i guess everybody ain't sleeping yeah i guess not uh i tried to bring up their instagram page but wouldn't bring it up for some reason anyway um zero to a hundred can no i'm not fucked with yeah i gotta give it zero man uh shout out to amber shout out to ann hathaway um that was pretty dope comments and the kind of stuff people ask for um all the time the kind of stuff that people ask for. you know i'm sure people that i'm sure there's black people that found fault with that somehow too i did see one brother talking about some scared for our lives daily do not presume to speak on the black experience white woman i was like if you don't get the fuck out of here right also somebody did a, that thing on twitter where they close up the, the avatar the person talking he had fucked up hair so i was like you know let's, let's not super cuts yeah let's not get too much into this guy's state of mind if you know what i'm saying uh let's see what else happened um theodore decker the who column theodore decker wrote a column okay okay. column in uh dispatch.com a racist words blow back on a man family and business oh that's my favorite song hmm that's the song of the summer right there that is a jam that is a bop and all those things <laughs> i love when i love when a good plan comes together when a racist gets fired for doing some stupid shit that he had no business fucking doing oh shit nobody asked nobody asked you to be racist oh shit where the party at then I, I'm, I'm gonna get to it but i need to read the article you know i like to like to get into the uh into the whole story first um but yeah it's always this is one of my favorites um so what happened was there was a conversation between two strangers that began a traffic dispute on the north side okay oh uh, you know the racists uh love the north side don't they mm-hmm. of any city mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the they, north side that's where they at that's their favorite the north side um it should have ended there on morse road but it didn't uh but that's where charles lovett left it jeff whitman didn't oh that's very close to white man (laughs) 
feeling wrong whitman showed up at lovett's house that alone was what? unsettling yes that alone was unsettling lovett's house was not right around the corner from the tuesday morning encounter it was almost two miles away people have been shot in situations that began like this when a right. minor flashed of road rage escalates given that lovett remained remarkably composed he was so composed he had the foresight to begin recording the encounter on his phone dun 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 get you every time phones the one true enemy of the racist right uh <laughs> a decision that would ensure that neither man would remain anonymous yeah well you know what i'll give up my anonymity if you're attacking me for being a nigger and i'm just i don't know breathing i feel like it's gonna look worse on you is there a reason you just followed me to my house he asked whitman who sits in his van at the end of love's driveway at this point it's necessary to point out that whitman is white and love it is black oh you didn't need to point it out Mm-mm. we knew <laughs> we we being new um yeah um so he says um what follows a three-minute argument which lovett defends himself without losing the hot moral high ground while whitman keeps up with the invective lovett responds to the bigotry with class and a touch of wit so i'm a nigger because you can't read strike street signs no whitman says lovett is a nigger because of his sense of entitlement when did that become when did that become the thing that makes us niggers i thought no because he feel like we have a sense of it we you you're not in your place mm. how dare you inconvenience me as a white man seems like we can't be entitled because we're niggers it's, right that's seems like it. it would work the opposite way that's the way he's suggesting uppity thing mm-hmm. uh he says uh this is a notion that rightly confounds love it this after all is coming from a white man who drove to a stranger's house to deliver racial slurs in a town closer to the lecture than a rant so thank you for calling me a nigger and showing me how stupid you are have a good day sir enjoy your life love it posted a video on social media within hours the internet came calling on whitman how he had spoken his mind from behind the wheel of his company van with the name and phone number of his business right down the driver's side door oh so he did this on company time the entitlement that he must have right instead of going on your route they was like oh so this is why you were 20 minutes late right like who has entitlement now what is what what who are we saying is entitled because i feel like the dude who says um i'm a i'm in my company van feeling like i should be able to call you a nigger is the one who's actually entitled but maybe i'm tripping that was open and shut case right um so yeah um he shared his image online overloaded his voicemail and flooded consumer websites like yelp with hundreds of negative reviews complete with images of the clay kk and hitler your type is not one in this country any longer nor any of your heating and cooling services ever needed again reads one all of this has been has had the intended effect it was an awful mistake and obviously i don't know how to explain it, it ruined my life and it ruined my family's life whitman said he says that in a voicemail left to me on thursday two days after he most definitely didn't apologize when confronted by a local television reporter now in this message he sounds despondent i'm out of business i'm completely out i'm done i'll never work in columbus again this is completely and thoroughly ruined my life stating the obvious here driving to a stranger's house to harass a person with racial slurs is not a mistake it is chosen uh chosen course of action is stupid and small-minded and threatening and a host of other descriptions now attached to whitman's name for internet eternity on friday whitman called again he said he chose the wrong word and says he is not a bigot Mm-mm. Mm-mm. you chose the wrong word cuz mm, you meant what you said 
what was what word was you trying to choose what was what was the right word <laughs> porch monkey i meant to say he was a moon cricket and it just came out wrong i'm not in, oh, i'm not even close to red baboon i'm not even close to to racist okay i'm the furthest thing to racist when i saw that jigaboo cut me off on laurel avenue i thought he had a tail <laughs> right i just don't i don't even know why people think i am racist to be honest i don't know where that came from where would you get that from i listen I to a lot of rap i listen to a lot of hip-hop okay um i just don't understand the intensity of the hate he said um yeah uh you drove to a man's house to call him a nigger but you don't understand the intensity of hate on a company car you didn't even make it hard for uh, a black uh twitter csi right that's the that's the shortest episode of black that wasn't even a whole episode of black twitter CSI. that was it that's the opening credits before they started the actual episode right what what are you talking about i i just don't understand the intensity of the hate where is this coming from the same hate that you spewed right that's the thing you spew the hate but you don't want it coming back at you right (laughs) i don't comprehend this don't do it then come down a notch and look like a petty little brat by tweeting and facebooking this just to open up dialogue so we can have an adult conversation in america you should be ashamed you should be ashamed america put making this poor white man pay for his racism um he said that even his 86 year old mother and 25 year old daughter who uses a wheelchair have been targets of harassment campaign against him of course but what about you knew you had those people in your life before you started calling people nigger on a fucking cell phone live recording you knew that i can't believe they would not stop at me you knew that the internet had no fucking roots and you didn't give a fuck because you was mad and you, could, and you didn't think it would be any consequences to your actions he said i'm just trying to address the rudeness you just trying you're trying to address the rudeness huh so call somebody nigga ain't rude right you but you trying to but that's what you, you need to address the the rudeness and the don't get to be the guy who says that you need to stop people from being rude you don't get to what's the next thing you're gonna say i'm really upset by people calling racial slurs at me and my family oh for real it's like they drove to my house and parked in my driveway and called me a racial slur and i just don't understand how anyone could do that <laughs> uh he says uh uh, the way he said this suggests that he saw Tuesday's encounter on Morse Rose, the straw that broke the camel, that broke his back. The line abruptly disconnected. I called a woman as he asked and left a message. He didn't call, she didn't call back. 
i read more online vitriol directed at whitman there are consequences for your actions it's 2018 no one has time for racist bs in 2018 consequences can come in no time at all zero to 100 can zero mm, wow this is the first this gotta be a first zero is for me too two zeros fucking with black people back to back Mm-mm. wow Mm-mm. shall we go for three guess guess we try by say being playing the celebration music oh that's that's what you came for mm, that's why that's why i'm here oh i have you sucker i'm ready know what he won't be doing grooving his way to his job no more come on you know what you know what he won't be driving his company car no more mm-hmm. you be calling you be calling somebody a nigga on two feet won't you he need to fix the ac in his own house because he need to cool down <laughs> he's a bit hot-headed all right yes bet you won't be following nobody else home mm-hmm on the driveway he gonna be parked in is his own come on and that's the company car too so you know it's a wrap it's a wrap but i think somebody said he owned the company so that's why oh, the company had to shut down he owned gold himself mm-hmm. own gold himself self-owned um yeah so yeah i thought we could jam to that mm-hmm. also do yes Cool Mo D be going to a place where this man will never be going again. He be going to unemployment line. I go to work, 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 work. That nigga gonna be going to work. Where you at? <laughs> work, 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 work. I go to work like a doctor when I rock the mic. You to like the way I operate. I make miracles happen just for rapping. I'm so lyrical. Yes! And I'm so and on the scene mean. I got the potential to make it go then chill. I got the credentials that at the weekend chill to make a rap and chill. Then you know I will fulfill. Make a couple of mil as I build a guild for all the rappers to skill and kill the weak rappers with no frill. Hang him in effigy, if he's a sucker. Hang him to the left of me, cause my right hand man is my mic stand and the microphone that I own and my game plan is keep it at a steady pace. Ain't no reason to rush, it ain't no race. I'ma hit the top just when I wanna. And it's a matter of time and I'm gonna, cause I know winter. Go ahead, enter the classic Modi rap that sent you. Running around, holding your hand, asking your homeboy, yo man, you heard what he said? Another funky rhythm, look at your man and give him a high five, cause I'm live, running around with him. Telling everybody, hanging out on the block, it's time to wake up and check the clock. Punch it. I go to work, 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 work. Where you at, white man? Work. work. You ain't clocking in on the ADP. He will not be going to work, can Mm-mm. You won't be swiping that badge. Mm-mm. Take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. That's what he said when he Boy, said nigga. <laughs> took all the reasons I was working for. Come on. You better not. job and shove it i ain't working here no more you sure ain't 
definitely will not be working here Mm-mm. anymore you won't be working in columbus no more and you know what that makes Mm-mm. all the black people around here given unprecedented control over vogue september issue cover your fave could never so vogue september issue every year is like the most important issue mm, okay and anna wintour is notoriously um a stickler for, for control but you know who else is a stickler for control beyonce um so vogue editor-in-chief anna wintour gave beyonce unprecedented control over the cover of the upcoming september issue uh, sources say the music icon hired the first black photographer to shoot a cover in the publication's 126 year history 126 years dog 126 years Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. one black photographer shot the cover your fave could never the publication is contractually obligated to give Beyonce full control over the cover, the photos of her inside the magazine, and the captions, which she has written herself and are in long form, according to two sources who are familiar with the agreement between Vogue and Beyonce, but but aren't authorized to speak to the press. So the other thing is, Beyonce is not giving them an interview. Nope, she don't do that. She no just more. captioning her own photos she is the best she she is better at this internet shit than everybody she's just better at being famous than most mm-hmm. i don't think any people had the discipline or the wherewithal or any of that shit to be able to protect their family and keep them private and at the same time control their image in such a way that um she, she's literally just she's a force to be reckoned with you can't stop her Mm-mm. she's a genius yeah, people can say what they want to about her but you don't you don't get to the place that she's at without being smart and intelligent you you just can't and, and be savvy and have business sense she's a marketing genius no, she like don't. she's always ahead of other people you know because i'm sure vogue is like oh uh, well you know you're gonna have to do an interview she's like i'm not doing no fucking interview right well guess what <laughs> you won't be having me on your cover that's the right. thing she you know her thing was like look if you want me these are my stipulations you can't beat my stipulations i you know it's, it's, it's one of the things she's like i ain't got to be here and rihanna's gonna i think she's on vogue september uk the september issue in the uk right now so yeah uh cover subjects are usually given little to no say in their photos and are sent to cover in the week ahead of publication a source familiar with the editorial process said so yeah beyonce is like i'll take my own pictures and tell y'all what's going on the cover and i'll give you my own captions and what shots y'all use so you're welcome yeah and the person that she got uh shooting 
think they're like 23 years old tyler mitchell 23 years old i depict black people and people of color in a really real and pure way mitchell who has already made a splash 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 shooting campaigns for mark jacob and gavinci told the uh new york times in december there's an honest gaze to my photos when tour typically prefers to hire um photographers with more traditional experience and likely would not have selected mitchell for a cover shoot according to a source familiar with vogue's editorial process of course not the reason a 23 year old black photographer is photographing beyonce for the cover of vogue is because beyonce used her power and influence to get him that assignment mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty obvious 123 years and 26, what, 26 years they've never picked one i don't think you don't have to say because of his age she wasn't gonna pick him he's black Anna Wintour wasn't gonna pick him now he'll probably be able to get his pick of a litany of different jobs now he'll be able to turn jobs down now right because of this the cover is also likely to be Wintour's last September issue according to four sources familiar with her plans Vogue parent company Condé Nast repeatedly has said the editor is not leaving the magazine Anna Wintour is incredibly talented and creative leader whose influence is beyond measure uh said the ceo of Condé nast uh tuesday in a statement to the huff poe she's integral to the future of our company's transformation and has agreed to work with me indefinitely in her role as editor-in-chief vogue and artistic director of Condé nast beyonce's last september issue cover was 2015 and was shot by mario testino a photographer wintour had worked with frequently testino has not worked for vogue since being publicly accused of sexual misconduct in the new york times report published in january right and beyonce didn't get to pick that she was like never 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 again she was not given the same level of control over that cover of the issue but it still made waves that she did not participate in the interview for it something that had not happened in several years with non-model cover subject she's also not granting vogue a sit-down interview for this september issue as well the new york post was first to report beyonce would grace the cover of vogue september issue this year stormy daniels is also expected to be featured in the september or october issue of vogue after being photographed by annie Leibovitz. uh a spokeswoman for vogue declined to comment when her reached out for publication several months ago after hearing about the possibility of daniels being featured in the magazine so uh yeah i don't even read vogue i bet you i have a copy of it or a hard copy too mm-hmm. uh zero to a hundred i'm not i am fuck with for the fact that uh that baby uh i mean not that not that baby but that uh that that young man is the first young man black young man probably anybody of color <laughs> actually to have that in 126 years but zero because beyonce it, the thing is beyonce and 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 lebron james and some of these other people are doing the shit that people want them to do they they they're in these positions and they're actually reaching and giving back and doing these great and 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 marvelous things and i'm not knocking people for out here putting people on the map because he will probably be set for the rest of his life on his career because i guarantee those pictures are going to be fucking gorgeous yeah zero for me i'm not fucked with it at all um i yeah i get why people would be fucked with about how long it's been but the streak is over fuck that shit it's over i'm, I'm happy for everybody involved and Me too. i stand a queen because your fave would never even have the fucking would i even have the balls as to she make says that demand. to fucking be like but we're gonna do it my way right you know? or else i'm not what is gonna happen i'm not gonna do this all right she just lifts all fucking boats around her consistently constantly and there's nothing you can say bad about her period um all right 
let's get into some other stuff let's do some uh guest erase all right <clears throat> i need to get back to my guest erase music though we was partying a little too hard we were partying hard huh mm-hmm. now that it's time for some guest erase that's right it's guest erase time now that it's time for some guest erase that's right it's guess the race time that's right it's time to guess the race the number one game show going across all the podcasts where we read to play news articles from all over the globe and we asked our contestants today karen and the chat room to guess the race and of course they all play along and they're all racist all right um let's see the first one a hapless finger gun robber chased off by painting shops Oh, from painting shops a robber who pretended he had a gun by sticking his finger in his pocket but was seen off by two businesses he tried to rob has been jailed that's pathetic <laughs> brian Cawley demanded cash from a tesco and a bookmaker in painting devon but fled when his bluff was called he also tried to break into a home but was confronted by the 87 year old householder oh he is bad at robbery <laughs> find another career baby Carly admitted two attempted robberies and a burglary and was jailed for three years and four months the court heard 53 year old Carly went into tesco at bedford shops on 22 april and threatened to shoot staff unless they handed over cash in tesco a cashier told him if you're gonna do it then get on with it Damn. oh i wasn't expecting that that's some clint eastwood who tried to ride clint eastwood <laughs> like what then i look i got a 12 hour shift fuck it do what you got to do nigga i would die for this 525 an hour i don't give a fuck i already work at tesco how much worse can it get right staff staff in the bookmaker also uh refused to give him money and said they would call the police uh he was tracked down five days later when he broke into a house and confronted by a 87 year old who also saw him off duh damn he just ran into all the people that didn't have nothing to lose it seems 87 you definitely ain't got nothing to lose i'm ready for the devil to come get me i know you, you either you or him come on i'm ready sentencing him the judge said fortunately people stood up to you even if they didn't think you had a real gun they could not be sure and the lady who told you to clear off must have been fearful of what you might have done if you did have a gun warren robinson defendant said collie was a heroin addict desperate for money who did not succeed in stealing anything and left without causing any violence guess the race white karen's going white let's check the chat room um let's uh, wait on these negroes to comment all these white people standing their ground he gotta be black go ahead make my day white <laughs> you feeling lucky punk uh white 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 boy rick white um white the correct answer is white he was really bad at robbery uh really really bad at robbery i mean if you still i feel i don't know why in my mind but if you put oh your, i don't know why but in my mind if you put your finger in your pocket and pretend it's a gun you immediately start talking like a 1920s gangster to me uh. put them up stick them in the air you see get them high reach right into the sun you see <laughs> 
<laughs> don't no coppers ever gonna get the best of me you tell them old muddy two boots came in here and stole everything i know <laughs> give me all your gold coins put them in the sky like i don't know why but in my mind you're not gonna catch me coppers <laughs> yeah you the we gotta beat it the fuzz is here can't <laughs> riding them cars without seat belts and shit if you have fucking finger guns there's no way you like i'm about to rob this motherfucker this guy you gotta be talking you gotta be talking like a bugs buddy cartoon yeah <laughs> come on rocco cut it cut, stick him up <laughs> oh, oh they gotta be uh, the worst criminal ever uh wife admits to killing her husband after he purchased porn oh it ain't is it that the divorce him then i mean who buys porn anymore i don't blame her nah man he caught him stealing porn okay streaming porn um patricia hill is the first to admit it she killed her husband after he purchased porn now hill 69 <laughs> has been arrested and charged with capital murder after her oh, husband 65 year old frank hill was found dead mm. frank hill hope it's not related to hank hill i hope not either i, I, I see he like him a little older bobby uh the jefferson county sheriff's office received a 911 call around 3 p.m saturday from patricia hill herself she told police she had shot her husband deputies responded uh and they found patricia hill standing in the front yard she was immediately detained the body of frank hill was found on the floor inside a utility shed at that home he had suffered two gunshot wounds at least two. Oh. During an interview with authorities, Patricia Hill said she had arrived home, walked to the utility shed to confront her husband. She said she disagreed with his purchase of video pornography, so she canceled the order. Frank Hill managed to place another order. Oh, now see, that's where he fucked up. That's, see, that's when they went from a mild stabbing to two shots. Patricia Hill told investigators that she had asked her husband to leave the shed, but he refused. This is my masturbating shed, and I'm never getting out of here, Patricia, you hear me? I'm sorry right. patty he was he he was like i'm old and you ain't gonna stop what you gonna do woman you gonna you gonna i will die you have to pry this porn from my cold dead hands she was like but well, we can arrange that give me liberty or give me porn uh she then went inside their home grabbed her 22 caliber pistol went back to the shed and shot her husband twice hitting him in the head and the leg good god then she returned to her home called 911 and reported the shooting She's currently being held at the WC Dub Brassville Audit Detention Center without bond. Guess the race of Patricia Hill. White, but shit, shit, it wasn't that serious. I'll leave you before I blow your brains out. Mm. For buying porn. Well, did he like just start buying porn? I mean, like, why was that so shocking she had to kill this nigga? Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, he old, so he probably didn't have, they probably ain't got no Wi-Fi at the house, so, you know, he probably ordered the box set. These niggas be lying, man. You can't be lying to your wife, man. Just tell the truth. I watch porn, okay? Maybe we shouldn't get married if you can't handle this, because I'm going to be watching it. Right. You know, and she, you, niggas be lying their whole life, and you finally get caught in the back cave at fucking <laughs> 75, and now you dead she called 911 white she was cucking cucking upset white she called the police on herself white sounds white cut queen white oh man i guess nobody thought it was the bbc so the correct answer is white somebody said hashtag no porn patty white 
<laughs> right right pornography no porn yeah she was uh down on the porn man that dude also what a horrible way to find out like your granddaddy did right what happened to what because it's gonna be all over the news and shit what happened to grandpa frank paul paul oh don't read the news he just he died in a very tragic way it's just why grandma in jail he uh he ordered some uh some bang bros and uh now he's dead um all right let's go to the bonus round double the points and the race double the points and the race that's right double the points double the race in the bonus round against the race so far karen is two for two yay we'll see if she can keep it all the way up i will try all right we'll see um let's see how about a gretna doctor was caught on camera fondling a patient oh a patient who was suspicious of her doctor's behavior during the exam set up a hidden camera during a second visit and caught gretna physician uh the gretna physician fondling her breasts and genitals dr james dice 57 was arrested thursday and booked on two counts of sexual battery and one count of civil battery dice practices internal medicine his business dice medical center is located at 12 west bank expressway gretna with a satellite office in slide l dice only see sees only patients referred to him by attorneys okay um the victim a 35 year old woman told police she felt dice made inappropriate sexual advances towards her during a previous visit for back issues at her next appointment the woman set up her cell phone in her purse to record video of the exam she presented us with video of him fondling her by the way she knew they wouldn't believe her unless she had video right it tells you a lot based on her complaint and the video detectives obtained a warrant for his arrest they took him into custody he de- he declined to speak with investigators according to lawson on monday he directed questions about the matter with two of his attorneys uh they declined to comment um he's booked in jefferson parish correctional center but was released the same day oh twenty thousand five hundred dollars bond guess the race of dr james dice oh, the dice was white the dice man <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, did he roll that guess he rolled that sniggers a plus a plus d says that dicey motherfucker is white oh your tits catch these hands white dr strange white <laughs> white um yeah um released the same day white everybody's going white on this it's three whites in a row and you guys are all correct yeah that's some like speaking of ordering porn that dude thinks life is oh you can't just grab no and look at him don't nobody want him to grab their titties uh, anyway right not that it'd be okay mm-hmm. if it's attractive but he looked like the beginning of them people that were like i need the headline for men yeah he definitely wasn't confused if you know what i'm saying Mm-mm. oh i just thought she was really into really into it i, I had no idea that uh this, 
she was doing how was i supposed to know she was on a recorder he probably did that to a lot of other women mm-hmm. she was not the first person all right we'll do one more okay since we yay all right here we go this is uh the fourth one karen the bonus one for all the marbles okay <clears throat> a woman spends hours at a harvey bar without ordering a drink and then comes back to rob it ah! yeah jefferson parish sheriff's office oh new orleans oh great arrested a woman accused of robbing a harvey bar at gunpoint lavonzel jordan 28 of marrero was booked tuesday morning with armed robbery and illegal drug possession according to lieutenant jason rivard spokesman for the department she's accused of a july 16th holdup at peggy sue's lounge peggy sue's investigators also arrested jordan's alleged accomplice accomplice kelly bellinger 31 i don't know their race their picture isn't in here bellinger is accused of acting as the getaway driver a female bartender at the business told investigators she was cleaning up around 11:45 p.m when a person wearing a gray ski mask walked into the bar pulled out a pistol and demanded money according to authorities the robber walked behind the bar and pistol whipped the bartender the bartender fought back starting the tussle that ended with the robber kicking the woman in the head several times and ordered her into the restroom meanwhile a witness outside who spied the ski mask clad robber walked into the bar told deputies she decided to go in and confront the suspect oh wow that's brave of you to not call the police the witness said she turned around and headed back outside the bar when the armed robber told her to get the fuck out hey can i help get the fuck out okay well i tried the robber made off with an undisclosed amount of cash from the business and the bartender detectives reviewed the surveillance video from the business and learned from other witnesses that jordan who matched the physical description of the robber spent several hours in the bar earlier in the evening without ordering a drink suspicious much right i mean not a food not an appetizer i mean you just sit there detective stephen keller identified jordan as a robbery suspect and obtained a warrant for her arrest she was taken into custody monday night bellinger was arrested monday and booked with theft and obstruction of justice the obstruction charge stems from allegations she tried to destroy evidence jordan was booked in the parish jefferson parish correctional center in gretna where she was still being held in lieu of two hundred and five thousand dollars bond guess the race of lavonzel jordan Lavonzia, that's a negro all right let's check the chat room and see what they believe uh ralph angel's next baby mama black oh, <laughs> oh. oh this part set it off black was able to set it off was able to stay in the bar all night without buying a drink that's some nigga shit black uh she also did not tip and complained about how much alcohol was in the drink she didn't order she wouldn't have tipped anyway black uh lavazel she must she why am i on that i just said the same joke she must uh she must uh she must be a nig black sounds like la chat black the correct answer is black She doesn't look too pressed for a thief. She just like, eh, sometimes you rob people and you get caught. Anyway, how's everything going in here in jail, guys? <laughs> Tough crowd. Uh, 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 all right, <laughs> let's get to the sword ratchetness. Uh, 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 uh. Where, oh, wait, I scrolled down too far. Now, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is how Papa John's gonna be fighting Papa John's over that money. <laughs> then I guess somebody's gonna get sliced. Either way it goes, nobody's gonna walk away with a whole pie. They just gotta get their piece of the profits. See, that's what happens when you don't get hand tossed. <laughs> I don't know what that last That didn't make no sense. Oh, like throwing hands, tossing? Oh, so you don't want to see these hands tossed or something yes. like that? Yes. Okay. I phrased it badly. That's fine. You knew there was something there. Yes, I did. Yeah. And honestly, when you get going like that, there's no toppings it. All right. Let's move on. These jokes are getting crusty. <laughs> Uh, a naked Muncie man held hostage with shower rod after being attacked by a samurai sword. Oh, shit! A 25-year-old Muncie man is accused of holding another man hostage after attacking him with a samurai sword. Muncie Police Department officers arrested Justin Shields, guess the race, white, early Wednesday morning after responding to a domestic call. Uh, according to court documents, the arriving officer found Shields standing in the bathroom, at the bathroom door and naked. Okay. Oh. No, no. Standing at the bathroom door, and a naked, bleeding man huddled in the shower. Oh. The man said Shields had stabbed him and then kept him in the bathroom with a shower rod. Shields faced multiple charges, including battery with a deadly weapon and criminal confinement. Damn. How did they even find? How did they know to get there? Mm-hmm. They had SOS on his iPhone. Yeah, like they didn't even say how they knew to, what the fuck, how to get to that that something was happening somebody must have overheard it or something i don't know anyway guys thank you so much for coming out to our ted talk all right we appreciate y'all yeah, we do thank you we, we'll be back tomorrow um until then i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.